Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. We're here with a new guest host, Tiffany Uman, who's going to give her introduction. So she comes from us uh, from a background in marketing and, and has recently transitioned into a role in career coaching. So uh, Tiffany, if you don't want to, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of what you're doing now, and then uh, we'll get into a little bit of your backstory. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me, Luki. It's great to be here with you. Thank you for everyone tuning in. So as Luki said, my name is Tiffany Newman, and I'm recently transitioning out of an almost 13-year career in the corporate space at my Fortune 500 company, uh, being L'Oreal, so the number one beauty company in the world. And in the last year or so, I officially embarked on a becoming a career strategy coach alongside my corporate role, which was something I was always kind of doing in my corporate role. The part that I loved the most about my work was developing and growing my teams to succeed. And it just was building this urge in me to help even more young professionals as much as I can. And so that's really my core focus now is doubling down on my career strategy coaching, both from Uh, one-to-one programs, group coaching programs, on-demand support, really whatever you need to be as best guided from someone who's been in your shoes, who's kind of walked that walk, talked that talk, and can really relate to what you're going through and share learnings that I almost wish I had when I started out to help you be best positioned for everything you want to achieve in your career. So that's a little bit where I'm at right now. That's amazing. And, and Tiffany and I had met, uh, I think, on a panel uh, where we were talking about kind of uh, career journeys and things like that. And uh, it, it's interesting to see how you've uh, taken the leap <laughs> to kind of go down that path and, and explore it for full time. Uh, but I'd love to take a step back and, and kind of learn about Tiffany growing up. So, so as a kid, what was she like? Was she always interested in, in marketing? Was she always kind of happy, bubbly and smiling? Or, or was there like a, a different origin story for her? Yeah, I love that question. So the coaching part came much later. <laughs> I, I wish I could say I knew from, you know, age four, I wanted to do that. But no, I, I'd say generally from personality standpoint, um, a lot of the traits I carry with me to this day started from a very young age. So if you know me, or if you're getting to know me, you'll easily and quickly learn that I'm generally a very happy optimistic person. That's something that's kind of built been built in me from a young age to bring that optimistic attitude, positivity, that that glass half full, I should say, type of mindset. Um, And I'd say I got that a lot from my parents, especially my mom, who was generally very, very happy and cheerful and bubbly. And that kind of implicated me as as a person growing up. Uh, some other traits I'd say I was generally pretty easygoing, very organized compared to the, the <laughs> siblings in my family. I have two older sisters and they never really knew where I came from. They always thought I was adopted because <laughs> I was very organized and, and neat and just had a bit of a different rigor than they had. Um, so it seemed like we were quite different, but also very similar um, in many ways as well. Even something as silly, Lukey, as the fact that growing up, like I loved fruit, 
when okay. all of my friends would love junk food and chips and this and that. And I would always be the one at a party <laughs> or at a friend's house asking for the grapes or a strawberry or something like that. So um, just always kind of a little bit different, I would say, but um, I, I just genuinely really cared for relationships from a young age. I really valued the friendships that I had, uh, my family relationships as well. And something that, you know, might be surprising with kind of where I ended up in my career, looking back to where I started at a young age, school was actually really tough for me, Mm. Um, even back in the elementary school days, partially because I was the youngest in my grade. So I'm born in September and just missed that cutoff to get into the next grade where I would have been the oldest. So that kind of year behind really took a toll on me in those earlier years where I needed a lot of extra help a lot of extra tutoring, honestly, until about early high school, it was only about into grade eight that I finally started kind of shifting gears and things fell into place. And ironically enough, academics became a real strong suit for me. And this particularly even math, which was something that I I had a lot of trouble with early on. And that's just really inspiring for me looking back and for anyone who's tuning in that what might seem as like a something holding you back at one point or something that's really marked you in a, in a certain stage in your career or life, isn't something that you have to carry with you forever. There's always ways to push past and redefine the outcomes that you want for yourself. And that's a really important learning. I would say that I took from, from that childhood experience. That's amazing. I don't know if uh, how much of our audience is kind of in the K to eight <laughs> uh, <laughs> time frame, but maybe we'll we'll get to that point. Um, but uh, it, it's good to know that things can change and things can improve and all of that. Uh, but I'd love if you kind of delved a little bit deeper into kind of growing up in that kind of different household. So so it's a positive household, uh, easygoing and stuff of like that. But you mentioned how your sisters were a little bit different uh, in terms of the yeah. organized that they weren't. Uh, was that ever kind of an, an issue or is a challenge or is that just something, oh, I mean, that's okay. Because it sounds like that uh, th- those differences were something that kind of helped you thrive. So was that yeah. uh, like liking fruit and not wanting the chips or popcorn or whatever it is, uh, that might've set you apart. So can you talk a little bit about uh, your experiences in, in, in terms of that? Yeah, I, I love that point. And I, I think at, at the outset in the earlier stages, it was something that created a lot of disconnection I was, I'm, I'm six years younger than my oldest sister and four years younger than my, my middle sister. And I always wanted to be so close to them. They were very close because they were just about a year and a half apart. Um, and so these types of differences almost like magnified that distance where I just wanted to hang out with them or be with them. And they always kind of saw me as that younger sister that, you know, was too young to be with them. And that kind of hurt growing up a little bit because I was so desperate to kind of get their, their alignment with me and validation with me and everything. Um, but what I would say is once we were all within our twenties and up, age just went out the window and I can't even pinpoint Luki like exactly when it happened, but it happened. And it's as if those earlier years at that distance wasn't even there. Like we are closer than ever. Um, They actually both look up to me, even though I'm the youngest one, because in many ways they see, uh, they've seen a big maturity in me and how I've approached my, my life and my career. I'm also the only business a business person from a child standpoint in my family. Like my father is a chartered accountant, um, but my oldest sister is a clinical psychologist. 
my middle sister uh, started in culinary uh, world and is now in advertising and oh. copywriting. So from a business standpoint, I'm kind of the, the lone wolf, if you will. Uh, but I think that's helped me a lot to bring a different perspective to them. And part of my own personality traits being very empathic, you know, being a really good listener and just wanting to help, which is a lot of the inspiration as to why I got into my career strategy coaching is to genuinely help people. Those are the things they really appreciate in me and what's helped us bond a lot more, I'd say, into our 20s and, and now into the 30s and 40s for, for them as well. That's amazing. So it seems like that you were able to take those differences and kind of build on them, turn it into strengths. And now uh, tables have turned a little bit where they're all looking up to you um, and uh, being successful in your career that they're hoping to, to model or just, just uh, learn from that. Um, I, I wanted to pick a little bit on, on, you mentioned that it was, it was tough kind of in, in elementary school up to about grade eight. And then you said like, uh, it just started falling into place. Like, can, can you describe that in terms of like, did it, did, is it like an awakening or just the eventually, uh, things started making sense or like, what is that like? Cause I know there's a lot of folks who, I mean, they might struggle in school or, or whatever, wow. and they get into that point where, well, maybe it's the fundamentals and then that kind of hockey stick where they like just go zoop <laughs> and yeah. go up. So it sounds like you had a little bit of that, but like, what was that? And, and how did you even get through the, the struggles in terms of like, well, you, you had the tutor, you, you had trouble with math or whatever. Um, that must not have been easy. <laughs> so can you walk us through a little bit about like kind of the transition point from uh, like things are, are more challenging and then suddenly click <laughs> sounds like something something happened or was it oh, or definitely. was it something different or is it different? No, it was it was similar to what you're sharing, Luki. So I would say the confidence piece was probably the biggest impact that I had from that realization. And I, I think in part was one of the teachers that I had at that time when that transition mm. happened was just brought a different perspective. And for whatever reason, I was able to understand it so much better than previous teaching experiences that I've been in. Um, I was also very grateful because my mom had been such a great support to me in those years and really took the time. She had always worked, but worked majorly part-time. So that gave her some freedom to be able to so support me and help me especially because my sisters were older. So they didn't need as much of that like dedicated schooling support as I did. So right. I'm really grateful for that looking back. But I'd say it was a combination of my my teachers at that moment and one particular teacher that really helped from a, the math standpoint. And because that was the subject that was really impacting my confidence, I think once I was able to break through that and just see how things were coming together better, it helped implicate that confidence I had overall in the other areas of schooling. And then it helped me, Luki, to almost like hone in on the things that I actually really loved and, and, and wanted to do more of. So one of the things I love is public speaking. And one thing that I, I liked doing with that in school was, you know, some, some conferences that we did or competitions that we did. I got involved in theater. I loved, you know, being taking part in our school plays. And that was just a great way to kind of really lean into things that I truly enjoyed, but for a long time was not really letting myself do to the full degree that I wanted, because I was kind of getting into my own head. And those are things that really stood with me as I finished off in high school, got into CJEP because I'm based in Quebec. So that's something that mm -hmm. we have to do prior to university. And then, you know, graduating like top of my class in CJEP. Um, and then uh, similar as I got into McGill, 
uh, you know, a, an excellent university with a lot of very impressive people surrounding you. I really held my own and was able to continue to flourish in that way and graduate summa cum laude from my class and get into the corporate space and land my dream role at my dream company right out of, right out of school. So I think it's all those micro moments that kind of layered on one to the other to the other. But the common theme I would say, Luki, is, was the confidence piece and really believing in myself and not holding yourself too closely to things that were once an area of, of development and knowing that that can easily, as easily turn into an area of strength if you're just conscious about it. Yeah, I think that that's amazing. And that's a, a lesson that a lot of people need to uh, learn in terms of adopting what, what, what's called a growth mindset in terms of uh, knowing that you can do it. So, so a lot of that lack of confidence comes from the fact that, oh, I don't believe I can do it. Right. And, and once you start down that path, it's a slippery slope, <laughs> becomes challenging. But that, that teacher who's able to find a different approach where there's not one right way to do it. There's a couple of different ways. So sometimes you learn differently or just the way they did it, or you miss the fundamental piece that without that building block, the rest of it doesn't kind of fit in. So keep, keep at it, find different people, do different things. And, and uh, from there, then, then you can kind of uh, rocket ship just like uh, Tiffany <laughs> and go top a class uh, versus someone who, who is struggling. So, so that's uh, amazing. Um, can, can you talk us through a little bit of your, your journey to, to marketing, right? So uh, the, the, the standard ones are, are kind of the community helpers, the doctors and nurses and stuff and accountants and lawyers and stuff of like that. Uh, but marketing is, is still getting in there in terms of like, like high school and, and university. But when did you first uh, learn about marketing and, and that you wanted to get into it? Was it earlier yeah. on or later on? Or Yeah, so to be very transparent, I would say as of high school, I really had no idea. Um, I had an idea of things I really liked at that point, uh, which I alluded to a bit already, but things like, you know, creativity, public speaking, uh, being challenged and like stimulated to learn and something that would be fun and dynamic. Like those were the traits that I found myself enjoying in a high school environment that I knew would be things I'd probably want in my eventual career. But it wasn't only until CJEP, uh, where again, the prior years just before university, where I started getting exposed to different business courses because I went into business there and marketing was the, the thing that caught my eye the most because it had the, the, I'd say the majority of overlap with things I genuinely liked as a person in kind of a more business context. Right. Um, and so that's kind of where the, the fuel of that started. I would say going into university, I think my dad was really hopeful that I would take the accounting route. <laughs> um, and I looked up to him so much growing up. And I, I didn't really know a ton about accounting at that point, but I still took accounting courses in my first year of university and very quickly realized it was not for me. Like as much as I enjoyed math, that kind of dynamic just was, I found very boring, to be honest. It didn't, it didn't hook me. It didn't inspire me the way I I kind of wanted it to. And so I remember Luki coming home one day telling my dad, I was still living at home at the time. And I told my dad, I'm like, look, I completely respect what you do. Like we need accountants in the world, but it's just not for me. <laughs> uh, and it was a little bit of a blow, I think, but he, he bounced back. He said, no, it's fine. I, I understand. Um, and he was still a big help for me as I was going through those accounting courses. But it was in that first year of university where I was able to take more marketing courses and realize that this is something that I really enjoy and I could see myself developing a career out of, or at least the starting of my career. Looking back, I developed an entire career sure. out of that one function, but at the time, 
I, I felt like this could be a good starting point for me. And kind of funny enough, quickly, Luki, when I was starting on the marketing front in university, in the back of my mind, I was convinced that I wanted to get into advertising. Okay. I don't know what it was, but I was like, advertising, that's, that's it for me. And I actually waited until my last year of university to take an advertising class. And from that one class alone, I realized that is not for me. Like I'm a creative person, but that type of creative didn't excite me as much as kind of being more on the strategy side of it, on the kind of client side of it. And so sometimes, and a learning for me from that that I want to share with the audience is sometimes we might feel we know what we want, but just trying, testing and learning will give you the answers that you're seeking. So you don't have to hold yourself so accountable to being like, okay, I have to do this. It's going to be this. And that's it. That's all. Sometimes just experiencing it is going to help you learn the things that you really like and that you don't like to get you closer to what you eventually want to achieve. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I think we might do a future episode on kind of marketing versus advertising or kind of demystifying some of the terms because uh, a lot of folks will be like, what do you mean? Isn't marketing advertising? <laughs> but they're actually quite different areas, although yeah. they're, they're uh, sometimes used uh, in, interchangeably. So um, sounds like that you took some time, uh, looks like the, the end of, uh, well, pre-university to really evaluate what do I want to do? And I guess that transition year is helpful because that's when folks are thinking about it. What do I want to get into? And you just happened uh, to, to find marketing, which aligned with your interests. Was that, was that a, like a conscious decision, you think, in terms of like evaluating these things? Or is it just more of like, yeah, you kind of gravitated towards uh, marketing and it, and, it, and it just kind of made sense? Yeah, I was more the latter. It just kind of happened more naturally. And it's, it's actually something I really fuel in my coaching too, which is really being clear, at least on what you want as a person, like what are things that genuinely make you happy or excited or inspired? And because that's sort of always been a bit my guiding light, if you will, it more easily led to marketing being an extension of that for me in, in the business context versus another field that felt very, like a very disjointed type of path for me to take. Um, and I find that's where we get the most fulfillment in our careers when it almost feels like a natural extension of you. Um, you know, I never want someone to have to, you know, change who they are or fit a certain mold just to make it work. Like you want to almost re reverse engineer that and do a lot more of that self-reflection, sometimes consciously, but it doesn't have to mean overthinking things. It could mm -hmm. literally be asking very simple questions about, you know, like what, what are your core values? Like what is something that's really important for you? And is there a career path that could line up with that? Is there something that you could see yourself doing based off of those interests or values that you have and already just starting from there could open up a lot of doors. And that's very much the kind of thought process that I had at that stage. It's cool. So, so now that you've kind of have an understanding of what you want to get into then, uh, and have gone through the university process and kind of honed your skills and things like that, can you describe like uh, your process of, of landing that, that dream job? So, so did you already know as like L'Oreal or how did you find out about that as a company? Uh, and, and did you do like internships or volunteering or stuff like that, that, that helped you become an ideal candidate? Networking is, is often a common yeah. thing. Uh, what, was, what was that journey like to land that dream job after graduation? Uh, yes, I actually have a pretty funny story with this one. So <laughs> to answer your point about internships, I did internships. I found that really important. I did end up doing one at L'Oreal, which you'll hear my story in a second. 
Um, but I did do internships and I actually decided to stay in university an extra half year so that I can actually fulfill those internships that I wanted to be able to get that experience under my belt with. So one internship I did was purely a marketing internship mm -hmm. and another was more of a general management type of internship. So it was a really good balance of different fields I was exposed to that I found really helped me once I was looking for that ultimate full-time role outside of university. But the funny story is that my year prior to graduating, I had signed up through our career center to do a mock interview because I knew I was going to start getting into the interview process and whatnot. And at the time you could sign up to do it with a certain company name of your choice. And I saw L'Oreal on the list and that was always a company that really interests me because I use the products. I genuinely enjoy beauty. And again, going back to things that I found interesting for me, that just feel, felt like a really logical field especially because one of the internships I did was in plane engines. And I quickly <laughs> realized that when you're not really working on a product category that like motivates you, it, it's not the opportunity where you can like give it your all. Like right. I did very well in that internship, but I just couldn't see it being a long-term thing or even a midterm thing. And that's what kind of helped me decide on finding a type of business or a company that would be more in line with what I truly enjoy. But the funny part here is that when I signed up for this mock interview, I didn't, I didn't think it was with people from the actual company. Mm. I thought our career center was just putting company names so that when you're doing the mock interview, you would have a point of reference right. on how to position your answers. But it was very quickly, Luki, in that interview where based off the questions they were asking me, I could easily tell that they were from the company. <laughs> and it's not that I wasn't, you know, putting my best foot forward. I just realized like, okay, well, this is actually like a kind of a real mock interview. And so that interview passed. Um, and sure enough, like a couple weeks later, the interviewer of that mock interview gave me a call and was very impressed with how that interview had gone and asked if I was open to doing an internship at L'Oreal that summer. And that would have been like a dream for anyone. It was definitely the, the thing I was hoping to hear. Uh, but the issue was that I had already had a backpacking trip planned to Europe <laughs> that summer and I couldn't cancel, nor did I want to cancel. It was something I really wanted to do prior to graduating. And so I, I was honest with them. I said, you know, this would be a dream come true for me that said, would there be an opportunity for a fall internship instead? And at the time they were only doing summer internships. So we kind of left it on that note of let's keep in touch and go from there. And then sure enough, that fall, I ended up going to our career fair at McGill and I ended up going to the L'Oreal booth. I had my resume in hand and I started talking to this woman there and she ended up being the interviewer of the mock interview. And mm. she looked very different. So I didn't really recognize her quickly at first, but she remembered me. And then we started talking and from there, she's like immediately took my resume and she's like, I want to get you in line for another series of interviews. And it was really through her and this kind of fate of, you know, being at the right place at the right time, having her at that booth in that moment that I was there, she really helped me get that resume in the door and go through the interview process to land the job that I started that May. Um, and that's really coming back to the importance of relationship building and putting your best foot forward and taking every moment seriously so that you never know what can happen. And that's a mindset I've really taken with myself in my career, whether, you know, putting yourself forward in a very professional way, 
having strong communication skills and building up that network early on, because you never know how it could come back full circle to really help you in what you want. Yeah, I definitely echo a lot of those sentiments. So, so what the story is, uh, at least I'm taking out of it, is make sure that you take advantage of all the opportunities that your career center, student clubs, or yes. whatever is happening on campus, because they'll often get employers there. And, and sometimes it's, it's just in name, but sometimes it's actual uh, people who work there, and sometimes they're decision makers, right? So you make a good impression, whether it be a mock interview or even uh, running an event, and, and they had a great experience there. Uh, people remember, people notice, and then it goes back to the uh, staying connected part, because yes, you meet them one time at a networking event or whatever, but it's those people who follow up in four months, six months, eight months, 12 months, 18 months, and say, how's, how's everything? And then you, you can develop those relationships and who knows what sort of opportunities are are out there so uh, exactly. that sounds amazing and so you land that dream career and then walk us through a little bit of of, of the career path because uh, you spent a, a while <laughs> at l'oreal yeah. kind of climbed up the, the the corporate ladder so so walk us through a little bit about uh, that experience yeah so honestly it, it's been an amazing journey at l'oreal and to be honest you know choosing to leave to kind of take time also for my family and some personal priorities that we've made more on the, the personal front, uh, but also allowing it to give me the opportunity to further pursue my career strategy coaching full time. That was a really big decision. It's probably one of the most marked decisions in my career up to now. But going back to those early years, um, I had a really fruitful career at L'Oreal and I'm super thankful for that. I achieved seven promotions in under 10 years. I was able to really implicate myself in the change of the organization. I'd say in the last few years of my career there, I was named an internal transformation change agent. It, it was called something else internally, but that's essentially what it was for the, the viewers tuning in. And it really helped me to implicate myself on a company-wide, a subsidiary-wide standpoint, as opposed to just the immediate teams that I was managing to drive behavioral change that we wanted in our employees and especially to inspire the younger generation of talent coming into the company where we realized as an organization there were certain things that we needed to adjust to continue being a very, very desirable organization and really listen to the needs of our, our employees. And I'd say my CEO has been such an inspiration in that because he really, you know, walked the walk and talked the talk. He was very in tune with our employees needs and took a lot of pride in that and and inspiration in, in choosing these internal transformation change agents to help him guide that journey so that was really an amazing thing above and beyond my marketing roles that i've been very fortunate to have to have been exposed to that as well but i pretty much started from the bottom lukey i started as a marketing trainee <laughs> moving into a marketing assistant product manager, senior product manager, group manager, uh, all the way up to marketing director and senior marketing director. And I was able to be exposed to different product categories from skincare, makeup, hair care, styling, uh, body care, men, and all of that. So it's, it's been really wonderful. And each experience along the way has taught me so many things about myself, but also in terms of the business person that I wanted to be and aspire to be. And it's a big inspiration as to why I started my career strategy coaching, because there's a lot of things that school doesn't necessarily prepare you for right. to be set up for the most success. Sure, it'll prepare you for the hard skills, a lot of the technical skills, but there are so many skills that it's just not 
really focusing on and it's it's no detriment to schooling it's just those kinds of harsh realities that when you're in that corporate space it could be a real struggle especially in those earlier years and it's the stuff I wish I knew earlier which is mm -hmm. what I'm now really focusing on through my coaching and even my free content that I put out on my Instagram page or LinkedIn or or um, TikTok accounts or whatever it is to just help people navigate those situations a little bit more effectively and in a way that doesn't work against them or slow down their progress. Yeah, I think that that uh, makes sense in terms of all of that information. So uh, I think that that journey is great. Uh, seven promotions in 10 years is <laughs> obviously nothing uh, uh, trivial in regards to that. And having all that exposure and breath, uh, both on the marketing side and also as uh, on the on the transformation side, I think is, is amazing. And uh, I, I, well, I think one reason why uh, you and I connected is is on that alignment of well, school is great for certain things, um, but it's it's missing other parts. And to your point, no detriment to school because a lot of folks think, well, isn't school supposed to teach you this? And then school saying, well, isn't that what your your family and parents are supposed to be doing? So people are pointing fingers at each other and like, who's responsible for it? And at the end of the day, you are, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wherever it comes from, from if you don't get it from the family situation, then you need it from school. And if you don't get it from uh, wherever, you need to figure it out. And, and that's uh, a challenge that folks have to really understand that it's it's their own career, it's their own life, that they have to take control of it. Uh, they shouldn't be spoon-fed everything and, and rely on what's given. Uh, if you want something different than what's available, then go look for it, because there's more options than you think. It's just sometimes that are a little bit more challenging and, and harder to find. Um, so that's amazing. So And that ultimately led to your, your transition uh, or, or your current transition to that. So let's walk us through kind of the, the, the current steps or like uh, what was the maybe the decision-making, well, although that's probably an episode on its own <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. version of that. And, and then, and then uh, what, what's kind of up, up and running right now. Yeah. So, so I would say looking back at, at my, my corporate career and again, going back to what I said before about those kind of core values that, that have been driven me and, and fueled a lot of my motivation. I realized that there was one thing that I absolutely loved in my corporate work. It was making an impact and leaving a legacy on people and that was really the fuel that helped me to officially embark on dabbling into the career strategy coaching. And mm -hmm. the approach that I took into that, Luki, was not so much on, you know, the recruitment front or job search front. I see a lot of that in the career coaching space, which is amazing, like to each their own and that area of expertise is needed. And I can certainly speak to that. And I do for, for many of my clients, but the part and that gap that I really found through my own experience was just all those things that you're not prepared for. And I help my, my teams over the years navigate all of that without even really realizing it. And so there was a moment and I was, when I was doing that transition to coaching where I was trying to think back, I'm like, what are the things that I really found as pivotal that helped me to get to where I was to have that fast track success career growth and do it in a way that was always putting my well-being first and allowed for that ability to be very impactful with without compromising, you know, mental health or anything like that, which is so important these days. I think especially with working from home where there's generally a blur between personal and work life, it could be a real struggle. And so those were just some of those initial thoughts that I had. And um, I had gone on a maternity leave at one point, and I was really already thinking about this idea in the back of my mind. But at that time, my husband was starting his own business, and it just felt like it would be too much, too new, too much change 
at that time. And the, the security that, you know, I had and the joy that I had in my corporate work at that time just felt like where I needed to be. And so I kind of tabled the idea, but nevertheless, it was still in the back of my mind. And similar to that, that point I made earlier about loving public speaking, even from an earlier age, I always kind of loved the idea of being a motivational speaker or something that would help uplift people. And so I kind of culminated all of these ideas together, which fast forward a few years later to 2020 was really the year where I said, you know what, like, now's the time, like, I, I, I need to do this for myself, I need to see if this could even work. And that's where I said, let's, let's go for it. I've got nothing to lose and possibly a lot to gain. And if I could benefit people's lives in doing this, that is again, going back to that impact piece of leaving the legacy that I really wanted and love for my corporate work. And so from there, Luki, I kind of just took a chance on myself. I also invested in a coaching program myself to help me kind of kickstart what I wanted to do. And that program was really helpful in getting more exposure in social media, building up kind of a more coaching brand in addition to my own personal professional brand. Um, and I started working with some beta clients at the beginning to really validate the framework I had put together that had helped me so much. And just time and time again, after that was getting such positive feedback and the benefit it was giving to my beta clients gave me the, the motivation to continue going forward with dedicated one-to-one -one clients, which then led to also my current group program um, and other ideas I have down the line as well. But my core focus right now is a combination of one-to-one -one support and programs, group coaching programs that also on-demand support for any type of strategic guidance that might be needed in more isolated situations. Uh, so that's kind of what brought me to where I'm at today. I hope that answers. Yeah, that, that's amazing. So it, it, I draw a lot of uh, parallels and, and, and echo a lot of the sentiments there where uh, I was in a similar path, uh, long corporate career. And uh, I think for me, what uh, really drove it home was that, you know what, um, I really try to cap the, the downside in the sense that if I tried it, and it was a colossal failure, I could probably go back and get my old job back or a similar job or somewhere else uh, because I was employable. And it's more of if I didn't do it, then I would probably be kicking myself <laughs> for forever. So it's a matter of is, is it now? Is it later? And uh, uh, it, it's, it's always a timing thing. So if you want some someone to have um, some stability, right? So if your partner is, is changing uh, their things, both of you changing at the same time might not be the right uh, idea, but uh, after that kind of stabilization period, then uh, yeah, like why not? Uh, it's one of those things because uh, as 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 challenging as the world is, there's tons of opportunities and there's jobs out there if you really need it, right? So. Yeah, I agree with you, Luki, and I, I I'm so happy you took that leap as well because there's there's so much that can be gained on the other end, and it might be scary in that moment, but I would say in my particular situation. My husband was a really big inspiration for me because he, he has a, a product-based business, so it's not a service-based business. And there were a lot of ups and downs in that first year, first year and a half in his, own, in his own business building journey. And he never gave up. Like there were, there were really tough moments where he had self-doubt or was questioning or was getting questioned by people. And that really inspired me to implicate myself in my own coaching. And, you know, when you have your own vision and you stay, you know, keep that eye on the prize and stay focused with what you want and don't let, you know, others bring you down or that fear factor kick in, 
if you really believe in what you're doing, which he absolutely did, and which I absolutely do, it really helps to push through those moments of a fear or failure or nerves or whatever it is to keep going. That's amazing. So, so as we kind of close off, if you could share with folks, what is, what are kind of your, your top swipe, the stuff I wish I knew earlier, if you could talk to uh, younger Tiffany and, and any of those oh, yeah. kind of uh, moments of, of, of kind of doubt or, or, or anxiety, fear, stress, whatever, what are yeah. some of the, the ones that you would uh, slip or a post-it note or something, <laughs> record, uh, record a voice memo or something in order to kind of pepper up in terms of uh, getting um, past kind of her, her obstacles in her career? Yes, yes. Well, there's five that come to mind, Luki, so I'll, I'll walk through one by one. I'd say the first one, which is probably the most important, and by the way, carries through in every stage of your career, not just at the very beginning, is don't compare yourself to other people. Um, It's a very natural thing to do, a very human thing to do. And I would say, especially with social media, we're almost more wired to do that because social is like a highlight reel of people's lives, even a platform like LinkedIn to a degree, you know, you're constantly seeing people changing roles and it's like this FOMO you know, like, what am I not doing? Or why is that not happening for me? And I used to do a lot of that at the beginning, where, again, I was in a very competitive, dynamic Fortune 500, a lot of impressive people surrounding me. And even though I graduated top of my class, I got a lot of that, that self doubt at the beginning, and it was impacting my confidence. And I found the moments where I was comparing myself to others were were real downfalls because it took so much precious energy away from focusing on creating my own lane for success and made me feel really bad about myself, frankly. Um, And it wasn't helping. It wasn't helping me be really a top performer in my role. It was clouding my judgment and preventing me from building a lot of the best practices that I fuel into my coaching to this day of what helped me to get out of that and fast track career growth. And so that comparison circle, you just wanna get out of it as fast as possible and really bring that focus onto you. Because what happens when you're comparing to other people, you're really only comparing to about 10% of what you see. No one is gonna come out there and broadcast their struggles or the hardships that they had. They're gonna just broadcast the wins, but you're only seeing the wins, that's your perception. So it's, it's a very skewed way of thinking, especially if you're using that thinking to impact your own career path. So that's really the first kind of watch out and insight that I would definitely share to a younger version of myself. The second thing I would say is that failure is a good thing. I think we put so much negative light around the word failure, but there's so much good that comes from it, right? Making a mistake, failing is part of the game. And a lot of it comes back to that trial and error mindset that you won't know unless you try and it takes guts to try. And that's a quality that as you grow in your career, regardless of the industry you're in, is going to be very well respected. If you're able to put yourself out there, try new things, take a chance, even if you don't know or are not sure of the outcome, well, at least you tried. And I'd say, look, this was a particular challenge in my case, because I'd say a lot of companies are similar to the one that I was in, where we do place a lot of value on wins and successes. And we shy away from failure. But the thing is, you can learn a lot from the failure of what you shouldn't do. And those learnings can be almost as important, sometimes even more important than the things that are going well, so that you can continue to grow and evolve as an organization, as a business and as a person. So always try to take those learnings 
from failure and what you can do to just continually be better, a better version of yourself. The third thing I would say is trusting your gut. Mm. Um, and that's a really key one. There have been many moments looking back where I didn't. I didn't have the level of conviction that I really should have. I, I let overthinking get in the way. And in hindsight, your gut is a pretty telling thing. And if it's driving you in a certain direction, rather in terms of where you want to take your career, if you're feeling like this just doesn't feel right for me, but you're like sucking it up and you're swallowing that and just letting things pass as if it was normal to feel like that, you've got to be in tune with it. Don't ignore it. It's telling you something and let that be a guiding light to where you want to bring yourself to. Um, the fourth thing I would say is always be learning. You know, I think it's great, Luki, you know, even with you know, your podcast and your education materials and different platforms that there's access to, whether it is podcasts, whether it's YouTube, whether it's books, whether it's uh, courses, whether it's different programs, like there's so many different ways of learning. I could go on and on, but know that you are always learning. You're learning from people around you. You're learning from your own experiences and always feel like there's more to learn. That's been a mindset that I've always had that's really helped me to continually push myself out of my comfort zone. That when I felt like I'm kind of complacent, it's a sign that I need to, I need a shift that I, I don't want to stay here for very long. Um, and I think even when we look back at schooling, you know, it, it fuels that, that sense of learning. And you want to take that mindset into your career as well, because you can constantly grow from pushing yourself in those different ways. And the last and fifth thing I'll say, Luki, is that you don't need to have it all figured out. <laughs> like I work with a lot of young professionals and the pressure that I see them put on themselves and even what I put on myself at some stages in my career where it's like, do I need to know exactly what I want to do at each, you know, in the next year or the next five years or in 10 years from now? And that's a lot of pressure to put on your shoulders. Also because a lot can change. And when you're taking that testing and learning mindset, it allows yourself that flexibility to change. So it's good to have an idea of what you want. And if you bring it back to what I said before about those values that drive you, those interests, things that genuinely excite you, that's kind of a good starting point to get you there. But don't feel like you have to have every single step figured out or that what you studied has to be what you have to do for a 40 plus year career. There's going to be opportunities to change and pivot and adjust and that's okay. It's amazing. So uh, yeah, I, I have a whole bunch of things came to mind when you went through those. Uh, and for those that know me, I, I love quotes. So for the first one about comparison, uh, it, it's comparison is the thief of joy. I think that's a yeah. Roosevelt. I'm it's sure. Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, love that one. I, I do encourage folks to compare themselves, but only to themselves yesterday, right? So just for yourself, did you grow is kind of the key part of that. Because I, I do think you should compare, but only to yourself to make sure that you're, you're growing and, and evolving. And uh, if you're not, that's okay. It's just a matter of what can I do today to, to, to learn. Um, that, that the failure one, the, the quote that I love on that is it's uh, never, never lose, either win or learn. Right. So don't even label that as failure. So I, I often tell people that I, I say that I have never failed. Uh, I have just learned a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes that perspective to say, OK, well, it, it didn't meet your expectation. Well, maybe your expectations were wrong. Right. Maybe you, you uh, did something um, or you didn't know anything. And it, it's really only a, a mistake if you 
uh, knew about it, but you did it anyways, right? <laughs> but most of the time, you just didn't have some information. Uh, for, for trusting your gut, uh, a lot of scientists talk about your gut being your second brain. And there's all sorts of science around that where all the little uh, bacteria and uh, microbiomes and stuff like that in there are, are almost like you're thinking about it. But you, you, it doesn't think in the way your brain does. So oftentimes that gut feeling is almost that emotion that goes through your body. And oftentimes it's telling you something. Uh, and, and if you're attuned to that, that can help a lot. Uh, always be learning. It's definitely uh, uh, awesome uh, and definitely a, a mindset that I encourage folks to cultivate. Uh, the, the, the quote, uh, when, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Because uh, sometimes you've probably heard it <laughs> younger or whatever, but you didn't actually internalize it. So uh, one reason why I call myself a, a DJ for personal development is I might say it one way and then Tiffany might say it another way and someone else might say it a different way, but someone's version will resonate. And sometimes it's just repetition um, and, and you'll get to that. And for the, the last one on, on the uh, having it all figured out, it's that quote, uh, life's about the journey, not the destination that comes to mind where uh, enjoy the process where if, if you're intentional about things and uh, not so focused on achieving your goals, because the challenge with achieving your goals is once you do, then then what? <laughs> you're kind of, oh, okay. Uh, whereas if you're focused more on the, the journey and, and, and learning and enjoying yourself in that, then yeah. I think that, that's great. So yeah, looking forward Love to that. hearing, looking forward to hearing a lot more uh, on all the information that you'll share, uh, all the wisdom and experience there. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, uh, Tiffany. And hopefully we'll have you back to uh, talk about other things in, in the personal development, marketing or, or career journey realm. So oh, thanks I for love joining that. us. Thank you so much for having me, Mickey. It's been such a pleasure. And if I can end with another quote as well, since you just inspired me to throw one in. And it goes back to what you were saying and what I'm all about, also about taking control of your career success you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So you really have nothing to lose. Put yourself out there, trust in yourself, and there could be a lot of benefit that follows through from that. And thank you again. This has been so much fun. Yeah, you can always count on good old Wayne Gretzky. So thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.